0: Moving right, strafing hard, strafing light, crossing oceans, crossing landmasses, crossing over all right. The mode is light, the aim is high all day, talking ball and telling tales, it's the ball is bay, your favourite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We're back at it again with our Indian tones with yet another episode talking about all things NBA. The bubble playoffs are already up with three sweeps in the first round to Toronto, Celtics and the Heat, while the OKC-Houston... Clippers, Mavericks, and the Denver-Utah series seems to be, you know, much closer. We also had a first casualty of the playoffs with 76ers head coach Brett Brown facing the axe after the brass decided they didn't uh, trust the process enough. Sorry, Philly, you know that hashtag could have gone either way. Speaking of things which could have gone either way, I've got with me, as always, someone who's as indecisive about his favorite ice cream as he's about the effects of working out regularly. Someone who gets up in the middle of the night to nightmares about Coach Pop leaving, and someone who has recently admitted to not fully understanding why there are so many charges being called in the NBA lately. We need the We need welcome back to the pod. Yes. Uh, I
1: do. I do. I do wake. I do wake up in cold sweats thinking if Popovich is going to go to the Brooklyn Nets or not. <laughs> you know, I want him to. Stay, I wanted to retire in the Spurs. You know, and uh, so yeah, that you you, you picked that one right. Okay. Um, and today we have a guest. We have a very special guest. Uh, our first active NBA player. Uh, so we are excited. Absolutely. Do you want to? Do you yeah. want to go ahead and introduce him?
0: Yes, absolutely. Our, uh, like Vinny said, our first guest. I mean, our guest for today and tonight is our first active NBA player. He currently plays for the Detroit Pistons. And he's a former Pelican and a New York Knicks as well. We are pleased to bring up on the show none other than Langston Galloway. Langston. Welcome to the pod. We're really glad you could make some time for us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad to be on. Glad to be on. Uh,
0: I mean, the season ended quite, you know, prematurely. We were not sure what would happen. This It just went away like that. Like millions of fans all over the globe were praying for the NBA to return. It returned in a bubble. Uh, we were not sure whether the bubble would go well, but then things have, you know, been positively, it's been positive, right? Like, except the test, everything else has been pretty positive in the bubble. Uh, are you following up the NBA? Are you watching the games closely? Is there a team that you're, you know, like you have a feeling that this is going to be the team in the playoffs?
2: Uh, I'm not really picking anybody specifically uh, to say, hey, look, they're win oh, it's it. a business decision. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick, <laughs> I'm not gonna pick anybody. But uh, it's been fun. It's been, I, I will say, it's been fun watching uh, all the games and uh, just checking them all. So it's been cool. Is there any game that you really liked recently? Like something that. Uh, you felt like, all right, this was a good, good game of basketball. You know what the the Dallas and the Clippers series has been really well, really fun to watch. Other than the blowout last night, Uh yeah. You see P- PGs kind of turned his his game on, and uh, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, and then other than that, I think that uh, another great series right now, OKC and the Rockets. Uh, that's another great series that everybody's been tuned into. You know, everybody thought that. You know, Portland and Lakers was going to be the series to watch, just the upset no. of the, the whole bubble, but they hadn't turned out that we, way. We've
1: watched enough LeBron to know that playoff LeBron <laughs> is different.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yes, I wanted to start off by asking you know, you uh, signed with the Knicks early on in your career. What was it like playing at MSG? I mean, for most fans, that is, you know, the Mecca of basketball. Like, that's the hallowed ground. Like, we would all want to play there, we'd all want to be there. What is it like uh, walking into your first game at MSG? What was that what does that feel like?
2: You know, my, my first game uh came probably a little bit into the season, you know, going undrafted and uh and walking in being able to see like just all the sights and sounds, the kind of the ball bouncing and everything just quiet and there, peaceful. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's the Mecca. It's like it's like a church almost, like a, like a symphony. It's like, it was unbelievable just to walk in there and just like, wow, I feel like this is, I'm at peace. So, um, uh, it was really cool to see really, uh, great sights and, and sounds once the game got going and, and and seeing how the crowd reacted. But I will say, my first season, even though we had a bad record, like every single game was sold out. Like, it didn't matter yeah. win, loss, whatever. Like, the fans were still there coming out, supporting, uh, hooping and hollering. It was, it was crazy. I, I enjoyed playing in New York every single game, you know, it was. Playing in the Mecca, it um, was nothing like it. Nothing like it. Were you there when Carmelo was on the team, or? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Posted? So, so, okay. so my first two, well, my first two years playing in the NBA. Uh, the first year, I think Melo might have played probably a handful of games, and then he got injured. And in the second year, that's when KP, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else came in. It was a couple of the guys that came in, but. Uh, we had, a, we had a good little roster, a good little roster. A good little roster. But we you know we didn't make any noise, didn't get to playoffs either year. So uh it's a great experience. Really, really great experience playing in New York. And and so I, I'm gonna ask you
1: a couple of like uh, questions about <clears throat> your experience and your journey uh, into the NBA from you know, we we have no insight into how it how the process of uh going from school to college to getting into the nba is mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to learn a little bit more about yourself like you know where do you go to high school uh you know, did you go to college i mean we can read from wikipedia but wanted you to kind right. of just
2: walk through that uh that process of yours absolutely yeah so uh started off uh from baton rouge louisiana um, went uh what seven eight years at my School, uh, which was Christian Life Academy, high school, finished high school, ended up going to St. Joseph University in Philadelphia, uh, doing all four years there, getting, the tw- oh, two wow, degree, okay. getting two degrees, sports marketing and communications, oh. uh, finishing that, and then oh. uh, going undrafted in 2014. Then uh, playing, what, 19 games in the D League, which is now the G League now. Um, right. And then, you know, ever since then, I've, I've been in the NBA so the last uh, six years. So ne- next year will be my seventh year uh, as a professional. So uh, it's it's truly been a journey. Been a lot of ups and downs. I'm not gonna say it's been, you know, smooth and, 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 and narrow. Um, so it's been a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah, that's cool.
1: That's cool. And the uh, so the the transition from say the G League right now to the NBA is that is that a huge transition? Because I would assume that the players in the G League are probably, if not as good, but like very close to the the NBA players. But did you find that transition to be
2: a lot, a little bit too much? Like, what was your thoughts on that? You know, no uh, going from college to the NBA ranks, I guess you say it's it's a huge jump. I always tell all my friends, all my all my family, it really goes from. Um, Like, you look if you watch college basketball, I don't know if you do or not, but it's like a lot of guys walk the ball up. A lot of teams run a lot of plays and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, in the NBA ranks, it's like as soon as you get the ball out of bounds, you're trying to score the ball within the next four to five seconds. Like, that's how fast the pace is. So, conditioning is key. The speed of the game changes. Like, there's a lot of things that change um, because you have to worry about, uh, number one, your conditioning, like I said, but then also, two how well you've taken care of your body because you're putting your body through a lot of stress, a lot of different, you know, uh, playing defense, offense, a lot of bumping and, and, and grinding on, on on, the, you know, going defensively to offensive. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to it. So um, it's, it's definitely uh, something that a lot of, you know, fans won't understand how I'm describing it, but uh, it, it really is. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a step up. and it really changes very fast. So I'll say my adjustment from college to the D D league, it was perfect for me to go to the D league. I'm not even going to lie because it made me adjust faster than what I would have done. I had to take my time every step of the way and add, you know, the speed and adding, um, my consistency on the jump shots and, and and so many different things that I had to work on that that helped me out in the long run. So I, I really, uh, was was glad that I went through that process to get me where I was at. Once I got called up January seventh, um, in 2014 or 2015 at the time, and and then going from there to play play the rest of the season out. Uh,
0: there's a lot of uh, you know uh, high school players who uh, are looking to you know skip college. Either they go abroad and play professional. Uh, Lamelo Ball probably be an example for that. Uh, or the NBA is trying to make sure that you know they come. They have a way to from the D league, I mean, from the G league to get to the NBA. Uh, How, how did college exactly, you know, help you develop your game from, you know, from high school you did four years of college that that's, that, you know, that's a lot of time that you spent under one coach probably. And, you know, like playing in a system, do you think that helped you a lot? Like, do you think that there's a like maybe the NBA should allow players to, you know, have like two years in the, uh, in college or something like that? You know,
2: I think that a lot of guys, if, if your your body uh, mentally prepared for that next step of going from high school to to the NBA, I think, Hey, go, go for it. I think that you really have to have a team around you. And that's why I've kind of built over the years where now I have a team around me that helps me with a lot of different things where uh, if I'm, you know, doing good or bad, like they, Hey, look, Let's keep working on X, Y, and Z so that way you don't, you know, go to the next point of, hey, I'm having a bad game. I got to get out of this hole. What, you know, whatever that might be. Like a support so I think, structure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that that's, that's the biggest thing um, for a lot of guys, like especially like, you know, for example, LaMelo Ball. Like he had a chance to go from high school to going overseas where he had a support system yeah. with him. Then he went from um, – uh there to go on to play for another team then they made the executive decision to buy the team which was i mean that's a that's an amazing you know accomplishment for that but it's like he had a support system the whole time he was overseas playing it's not like he was over there by himself and just saying hey look we are gonna throw you to the wolves and then see what happens it's like you really had to uh take a step by step to say all right how do i grow from high school ranks playing against just regular high schoolers to playing against professionals guys that might be 30 35 40 years old and these people yeah. these other guys have to feed their families i'm just trying to get in, in the door that's 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 in his mind that i'm just trying to get in the door i'm just trying to get my feet wet and so yeah. i think that that's what that's what the mental aspect really comes into into play and like everybody says uh you know it's, it really is 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical like that's if you can get over that hurdle i feel like this guy's going for you know a lot of guys
0: can you tell us, like, how you came into contact with Sean? Uh, like, how how did you decide that, you know, you wanted to be associated with the Crossover Foundation? Was there some sort of principles that uh, you guys shared in common? Or what was that that whole uh, journey like?
2: You know, we, we go back to um, when Sean was working with Oslo and, uh, and he kind of brought it to my attention that he was doing uh, some great things over in India uh, for, uh, you know, a ton of kids. And I was like, yeah, man, it'd be great to, you know, down the road like if we we collabed on something and i think probably about two or three years went by and then he kind of reached back out to me and was like, hey look i'm still doing um some stuff uh with the kids on india um and i think that it'd be great for you to join us like come over with us and uh get a chance to you know broaden your your perspective on that market, um, especially with NBA just uh, infiltrating that market right now. Well, yep. just, just this past season with uh, Indiana Pacers and Sacramento Kings going over there to play. Yeah. So, I think that that was a great experience for, for those guys. But I was like, hey, how can I, you know, put my stamp on on a ton of uh, kids that you know they might not have the same access that I've had over the over my career or over my lifespan. So it's like, hey, why, why not help out? So me and Sean have been trying to figure out ways to try to get me over to India um, at some point. Um, we were trying to trying to do it this past summer, but uh, with the COVID happening and everything like that, it kind yeah, of yeah, got put on pause. Yeah, got put on pause. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, you know in the future I'm, I'm able to come over and, and really I, I told him I want to come experience the, the culture as well as go uh, enjoy some uh, some sights. So that'd be that'd be that'd be dope to, to that'd be cool. come over.
0: That would be awesome, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when Sean comes here, he's also kind of a tourist itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now would normally be the off-season, right? Like, if uh, the bubble games had not happened. So, how, how are you spending your time right now? Like, what are... like I, You must be in keeping... In, I mean, you don't look out of shape, so you must be <laughs> in some sort of condition. Uh, are, are, you, like, are you already preparing for next season? Like, you... Like what what is happening for teams which are who are not in the bubble?
1: Yes. There well, there was a thing about like having some games for the teams that didn't make
0: it into the bubble. I don't know if that yeah, like, but that that that, got that, scrapped. that 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 fell through. Yeah, that that that
2: came into play, but a lot of guys just <laughs>
0: would you have wanted to go that, that
2: you know, the second possible up. like we no. <laughs> not not saying not saying that fans don't want to see us play but fans don't want to see us play so uh <laughs> that, 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 that kind of it kind of got thrown out the window right there but uh but yeah no i think that um uh, i can't speak for everybody else but i, I feel like most guys outside of the boat right now are just preparing for next season like uh mm-hmm. this is we like we don't know when you know free agency to draft or next season is going to even start like they push they keep pushing things back so we don't even know what what's going to happen with that but um yeah. my, my main thing has just been trying to stay ready as best i can trying to stay in shape
1: um but not and, over, and, doing and work on LD well. kicks tv
2: yeah 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 i, I have yeah. a ton of stuff ton of stuff i've been working on like you know basketball i, I do that that's that's my hobby my passion i love that but you know, my, my biggest thing is that off the court, I'm going I'm to live a lot longer playing basketball, I mean, playing, doing something off the court than playing basketball. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah, I've been working on uh, my LG Kicks line. Uh, I have a brand, LG Kicks, so it's all about your story, your collection. And uh, it just talks about how, how different everybody's collection is. I mean, you might have one pair of shoes in your collection, or you might have a thousand pair, you just never know. So pe- people have different uh, varieties. Yeah. Yeah. nah. So I've, I've been working on um, I'm, I'm actually working on like a, a sneaker store for online basis. So uh, it's been it's been going really well. I'm trying to just just, you know, bit piece by piece, day by day, just working on small uh, things to kind of add and take away from that. Then uh, I'm just getting my certification to be a personal trainer as well. So I've been um, training wow. people while I'm in my downtime just to. Keep myself busy, but also you learn a different aspect of the game and and, and maybe it might help me in the the long run. So that's been great. I just joined up with um, uh, a group called the Athletic Tech Group um, uh, based out of Canada. And um, and basically they go out, get deals and help uh, like, you know, entrepreneurs in in the space of the athletic world and and help them with deals. So uh, that's been really fun um being on the advisory Next board kind of sponsorship stuff exactly exactly and so uh so that's been fun and then uh I'm trying, actually like looking at trying to start a gaming team as well like uh, my myself and you know a yeah. ton of people just start gaming so we'll, we'll see how that works out uh, i'm trying to grab as many people so if you guys want to play you know whatever game that might be let me know <laughs> reach out to me reach out to me social oh. media um, what
0: games? What games are you playing?
2: Like? We we, we normally play like Call of Duty, um, uh, you know, Fortnite. Well, I'm not a Fortnite guy. I don't want to lie. So I'll keep that. Actually, like, I'll keep show, that open. I saw some golf videos. Some golf. Yeah, videos. yeah. I play. I play golf. I play Madden. Uh, okay, 2K. what's this
1: obsession with basketball players and golf? Like they are so different sports. Yeah. Where like golf is probably <laughs> the most least <laughs> physical, boring activity and like on the other hand like basketball is like pace is, is that contrast that basketball players enjoy because i i know so many basketball players i mean when I, mean, I don't know them but yeah, I don't
2: know yeah, you know you know a lot of guys myself included i actually play golf in my, on my free time and, and it's it's a, like you said it's a calming sport but it's actually very very competitive it's very hard because every single shot is like it has so much detail and so many you know errors that you can make like you like every single shot is different yeah. so it's, it's just like basketball almost from a sense of every single shot it might come off your hand a different way or you might catch it a certain way and you have to let it go real fast you know it's a lot of different things that on the golf course are the same thing like hey a lot you might be on a hill or you might be it's just a lot of different things that come into factor so I think that's why a lot of guys love golf, and I mean, that, that'll be something that you can play for, you know, until until you're
0: done, until you know, yeah, like you can. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's also kind of like maybe a,
0: that's why Steph Steph Curry is like so good at it because he can do the same thing again and again. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome.
1: So I have I have a Derrick Rose question. Mm-hmm. Right. So so Derrick Rose was one of my favorite players. Like so Tim Duncan was my favorite player. Still is. Yep. And then, kind of Derrick Rose is kind of like a smaller Tim Tim Duncan in terms of yeah. like personality. Like yeah. if you if you shrunk Tim Duncan, that's how Derrick Rose is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I used to really love him, and but obviously you know he had the injury, and you played with him in the in in, in Detroit. Uh, is there any like like I, I don't know how he is as a teammate. Uh, but if you have like a Derrick Rose story, that would be great to share on the pod.
2: Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't have anything like huge, anything to say, but nah, Derek's a great teammate. Uh, one of those guys, like you say, very quiet, but like once he gets to know you and understand who you are, and uh, and he he rocks with you. I mean, that it just you know it's, to the end of, to the end of time, really, he he really is a great dude. So um, I, I picked up a lot of like small pointers from him on like how he mentally uh, uh, attacks the game. And uh, he's very, like, not geometry-related, but just, like, mathematically, like, knowledgeable. Like, he understands, like, angles. He understands, like, how to get to certain spots and say, all right, if I get to this spot, bang, I'm going to knock it down. So it's, like, everything is kind of well thought out. So it's almost like a Kobe effect. It's, like, everybody has bits and pieces from Kobe that they added to their games. Like, myself included, like, I've added – Kobe work ethic. Like I remember him saying, like I used to. He used to get up at 4 a.m. Go work out, lifting, basketball. You know, so that way his day is spread out and not, and not just like small. Like I wake up at 10, work out from 11 to, to 3. You know, something like that. But like uh, you have so much more time when you wake up so early. So I think that's where I, I kind of stole that routine from him. And I wake up at probably about five a.m. Work out and then get my day started. So it's it's really cool to just see those small um things that kobe imp- implemented in so many people around
0: the world for sure awesome
1: i mean we actually had a kobe question that i oh, yeah. was gonna ask i mean
0: we we, were, we were, I, I was wondering whether you know you came into the league i think uh, the last two years of kobe so he was injured a lot but uh, uh did you have a chance to meet him personally and like did you get uh, googly eyed when you saw him i mean kobe is a personal like you know favorite of mine so I've always had this thing about asking someone, you know, what is your favorite Kobe story? Yeah, no,
2: I uh, wasn't Googling out when I saw him. Um, I I was actually really excited to play That's just me then. I think that uh, getting an opportunity to play against Kobe, uh, great experience because it wasn't so much that I was uh, nervous going into the game, but I was more anxious, like, hey, I'm really excited to play against Kobe. Um, And the opportunity... I mean, it, it literally came and went real fast. So I was like, hey, look, like, I want to make the most of my opportunity, to go out here and prove them wrong, and and, uh, and, and showcase who who I am. And so uh, I, I think every time we played against the Lakers uh, in, in, in my career, not even when Kobe was there and when he wasn't there, like I've always had good games. So I don't know. It's just whenever we playing big teams, I, I get up for it, and, and I really enjoy those moments. So. I've uh, I've had a lot of encounters with, with some great players, um, but uh, one shoe that I will say that I, I got signed by Kobe, um, is in my collection and I'll never sell it, never, you know, uh, do wow. anything but just just hide it from people so that way they never touch it or anything like that. It'll, it'll be <laughs> it'll be in there for a long time, a very long
1: nice. time. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. So, so the, the, the LG Kicks TV stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we talked a lot about uh, sort of communication, like you studied marketing and communication in school. Uh, and is, is that some part of it that you're trying to like, I don't know, like kind of reignite? Uh, is it is it a kind of, a, all right, this is my post-basketball thing. Is it just that you love? Because uh, everyone's doing it, right? Like everyone's got their own... Uh, podcast or kind of a YouTube channel everyone's doing it and I think uh, having a voice for the players in some other format is great Uh, but what is your kind of thing other than okay this is just going to keep me engaged in other things like what's do you have a vision for it post you know post NBA Uh, is it a you know uh, something you're doing as a time you know to pass time uh, because of the bubble thing
2: Yeah, so so my biggest thing was uh, I'm a big proponent of of having your own brand and being able to uh, put it out there that, hey, look, it's, you know, Langston Galloway Media or whatever company, and and I just continue to spread it. So I think that that's my biggest thing is, like, after I'm done playing basketball, if I wanted to go into the space of gaming and whatnot, I want to have some team right now that I build – and we're able right, to right. you know take it to different esports companies and, and be able to play against other other teams so that's my right. biggest thing is like how, how can i you know infiltrate that market um but then also too like you mentioned it's like i do have a podcast i work with fox sports detroit we have a podcast going on me and johnny kane yeah. called called let it fly so that's, that's let great. it fly yeah i take that out that's
1: pretty cool yep, yeah
2: yep so we we do that um and and that's like kind of like uh, something I love to do. I love talking about sports. I love talking about um, just just ball and life. And so uh, uh, it's great, it's great to to be a part of that. And then, um, you know, I just I just keep all my lanes open. I keep all the doors open. I don't want to, uh, you know, block anything. I want to just continue to continue to grow and see, see whichever path I want to choose. I can choose it.
1: Yeah. And and so in in that process of growing, you said that. You had an opportunity to come to India this summer with Crossover. Uh, You know, do you remember? Were there anything specifically planned in your mind as to what you want to do? You know, like how do you see? Like, did you have any plans for the program or for yourself in India? Was there was there like some concrete focus or was it more kind of just, hey, I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna absorb everything, learn, grow.
2: Yeah, so so at first, so I was working with my brand, Q4 Sports, um, and I was going to try to bring as many shoes as I could over there for the kids. Um, but then, like I said, COVID hit, and uh, and now I look at it, I'm a, free, I'm a sneaker free agent as well. I'm a free agent on the basketball court and a sneaker free agent uh, as well. So uh, now I'm like, whatever brand I end up signing with, or whatever I, I kind of go, whatever route I go, I want to be able to bring shoes over to these kids and, you know, let them oh, wow. have, have, have experience to be able to wear the shoes that we wear over here in America. So, um, that's, that's my biggest thing is like, uh, anything, anything with shoes. I, I try to, uh, work with hand in hand with my, my foundation, which is the Langston Galloway foundation. Me and my wife, we run that and, uh, we just try to do things that correlates to our beliefs, um, which the Langston Galloway foundation is all about, uh, Working with student-athletes, first and foremost, health, well-being, and, uh, and, and just, like, your education. And so uh, th- those, those are probably our three pillars, and we, we try to stick to those. And then I think that another pillar now, um, especially with me, like, being infatuated with sneakers, uh, is always trying to find ways to get back to those kids that we do find that are special or, or that are doing specific things in the community hey, how can we get those kids with shoes on their feet? Or maybe they might not be able to afford the shoes, their parents might not be able to afford those shoes, but look, let's make sure we take care of them and make sure they look good at all times. So we're, yeah. both, we're always yeah. trying to think of new ways to be in, innovative and, and, and um,
0: be progressive. Uh, I mean, so social media, so you know, it's a, like a big part of any sort of promotion that you do today, really. like any sort of marketing, like the social aspect of it is love. And the NBA, at least in my opinion, I think it's like a 24/7, 365 sort of sport where people are always discussing it. Right when the season is on, they are discussing the season. When it's the playoffs, they are discussing it even more. When it's the off season, they are discussing what the trades, what the trades that might happen are, or like draft picks or this. It's it's like constantly, uh, like some players are constantly vilified, some players are constantly like glorified, yeah, and all that. Like, uh, 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 as a as an NBA player. Do you feel that sometimes like the sound is too much and uh, like you have to sort of shut down yourself from the social media? Do you do that social media detox thing that happens? What is like your relationship with social media? Um,
2: yeah, in the past I've done like some shutdowns uh, here and there. Like I, I think was it last year, I think the, the last season I did uh, one for the playoffs where I, I kind of shut down social media for the playoffs because I knew like I'd be so, in, be so amped up and just, just excited for the playoff. But I, I haven't really found like a success, I don't know, like way to kind of just shut down and like know that, hey, look, I'm not on social media, but is, is it, is it benefiting me or is it hurting me? Uh, and so yeah. most of my sort of social media platforms, I have to be active on there and, and, um, and a lot of guys, I will say in the NBA they do have teams and whatnot. I have a team, but I don't have anybody running my social media. I do that myself, so I rather like be able to fan engage and let that happen organically rather than doing it, you know, through somebody else. Like that's that's not that's not as fun. So that's why I enjoy yeah. being on social media, and I haven't really been over. I feel like it's overbearing, or anything like that. So it's it's been great. It's been a, it's been a great like
0: uh, kind of work
2: kind of related situation for me uh
0: like we were you know discussing before um coach Brett Brown uh, got fired from the 76ers now like just while we we're recording uh Nate McMillan also got the axe uh your second season in Detroit you guys had replaced Stan Van Gundy with uh Dwayne Casey like uh we trying to understand like do players uh, like sort of what uh, what what is it like? What is a good coach like for you? Like I'm sure you've been, seen a lot of coaches uh, from you know growing up and now in the NBA, like a professional coach, right? I, I don't think it's fair to always blame a coach, but uh, where does where do you think a coach's accountability lies? Like what do you think a good coach has to uh, you know in, by, uh, like in part to his uh, to the players under him like what are your thoughts yeah
2: no, I've seen a ton of coaches over the years but I I, I feel like I'm, in my opinion the best coaches are the player coaches like uh, they either have some ties to the to the game like they've either played or um, they just can be relatable to players. To, to players so I think um, I mean there's a ton of great coaches dwayne is is a great coach I mean that's I've enjoyed my, my last two seasons playing for him. So, uh, you know, I look forward to, if I'm able to go back to Detroit, I look forward to playing for him. So we'll see what happens.
0: How, how do you think, like, what, what is, this, is the difference between Stan Van Gundy and uh, Twin Casey? Both of them are very yeah. successful coaches, right? Both of them have taken their franchises really deep deep into the playoffs. Uh, like, is, is it an interpersonal thing or... Uh, they, uh, is it the level of strictness that they have or do they hold you accountable to your actions always? So what, what is it that differentiates, you know, like those people?
2: I, I think both of them? them, I mean, they have they, they definitely have their differences, but uh, um, both of them, they, like you said, they, they're very successful. Um, they've won in their respective ways. So I think that that's what makes them different. It's like they win, but they win um, just in different ways. In, in different ways. ways. Like, like, like Stan is a, is a defensive coach. Dwayne's a defensive coach, but he's more offensive as well. So, um, I mean, they both – I mean, hey, you you, you take it um, – um, they're, they're hard coaching um, as, as great because if they're hard on you, that means that uh, that, that you're doing something right. So that's, that's why I really enjoy playing for both of them. They both coach hard, and they want you to be the best you you can be. That's great. I mean, I don't know if you're going to answer this question, I and mean, we can take it off,
1: but uh, if there's any team that you want to go play, other than the Detroit Pistons, because obviously that's where you want to be, but other than that, where would where would you
2: want? Yeah, I, it, it, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't
1: matter? It doesn't matter. It really
2: doesn't matter? It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, I'm not saying I'm young, but I am young in the sense of like my age. Uh, I feel like I, I could play anywhere, and I, w- I would enjoy it. Any player. Ad- I mean,
0: yeah, uh, uh, I have one question. Uh, like, your uh, shooting percentages, right? Like, uh, running and all of that is heavy, but uh, shooting, like, is basketball. I mean, if you know how to shoot, then you'll always have someone to pick you up with. And your shooting percentages have just been going up since your debut season. Is, is that a focus for you in the off season? Like, do you, uh, or is it the like you know the kind of teammates that that get you open looks or that get you that into that open space or what is it that has led to you know just getting better and better at shooting which is a skill which like a lot of superstars you, you could argue that you know they don't know how to shoot like they know how to play ball obviously they have a great players there but shooting as a skill is that something that you've worked on like with an aim that you know this off season i'm gonna work even harder at this like can you take Yeah, it I mean,
2: that? I don't want to take you through such a long, like, work ethic kind of standpoint that I look at it, but my biggest thing is that I've, I've talked to, uh, uh, most people know him as Chris Jackson, but, uh, Mahmoud Raouf, uh, Abdul Raouf, he is, um, uh, he, he gave me a pointer, uh, about shooting, uh, this was two summers ago, and he was saying that, um, the, a way for him to not get bored uh, with shooting was that he used to uh, work on specific ways to make the beat, like either swish it or make it come back to him uh, when he would make a shot. And I was like, man, I never thought about it. I mean, I, I used to do that as a, as a, like a, as a college guy, but I never thought about it when I got to the pro and I kind of forgot about it. And so he would tell me, yeah, like I would, you know, stay all day until I swished. I was swishing, swishing, you know, and, and then he would like the next, next year or whatever. Then he would like focus on, Hey, how do I get the ball to come back to me that way? Like when I make it, it comes back to me every single time. So it's like, those are small things that you kind of add as a shooter. Mm. It makes it harder, but it's like, it's challenging. That's what you want as uh athlete, that you want something to challenge you and make you become a better either shooter, uh player, passer, defensive whatever and I think that's those mm-hmm. are some some huge points that he, he, he left on me and then I've, I've used them ever since that's, wow, thats that's a that's a nice
1: I can use that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I have I have a couple of questions on like kind of just shooting stuff because it's something that I think a lot of our audiences uh, like to talk about so there is a, uh perception that you know uh, today it's a very analytics driven game like the way houston plays right Mm -hmm. uh but what houston does is houston really strips down the game to the extreme basics your decision making is taken off and all you know exactly what you're supposed to do and then you have the other kind which is probably like the old school like say the triangle offense of, of phil jackson or the popovich style of playing which is a little bit more every person can make a decision, everybody's smart, intelligent, they have a system. In, in your opinion, kind of what is A, the future of basketball? Is it more Houston, which is like you stripped on everything, you give them specific instructions to do and they perform it? Or do you think it's more kind of the older school basketball? Because I see, I see the trend moving towards more the Houston kind, which is that, all right, each player is specific. They have their own goal, let them do that. And then just let's like, hope hope everything works out. Yeah. Like, where do you see that?
2: I think that uh, it can kind of go two different ways. I mean, it's 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 kind of in the middle right now. Like you have different styles yeah, of exactly, coaches, yeah. so so that's what makes the, the game different. It's like you have, for example, like uh, coach coach Casey. He's uh, he's more progressive, but also too he wants to slow it down as well. So it's like he does want to get up shots faster. Like he knows that. The, three-point line that's a huge aspect um and, and not as many twos but like either layups or threes and that's that's kind of how houston plays all layups and threes like they don't want to shoot two pointers but yeah. you know they, they have their differences where if you do shoot a two it has to go in so like that's that's probably like <laughs> the, the, the most progressive thing <laughs> that a lot of coaches like if if you if you are shooting twos they we got we got to
0: make them you got to make We'll get into the this and that second. So this basically, I'll ask you, you know, like quick mm-hmm. questions and uh, maybe two options, and you can just pick sure. up one option, whichever you yeah. feel is correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant or Tim Duncan, who would you? Kobe.
1: Kobe. All right. Would you de- take a Jordan
2: or a Yeezy? Air Jordan. Air Jordan.
1: Air Jordan. Any Any specific?
0: Any specific? My, my uh... favorite.
2: My favorite of all time are the Jordan Thirteen. He got games. Those are my favorite of all time.
0: Uh, pre- in, like, this is present to NBA players. so Giannis Antetokounmpo or Anthony Davis? Uh,
2: I'll probably go AD. I played, I played with AD, and, um, yeah, it, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with Giannis, but, yeah, I'll probably
0: go AD. Uh, favorite home court snack? Uh, popcorn. And uh, most feared opponent to guard? Yeah, t- t- toughest to guard, I'll probably say Kyrie. Kyrie's probably the toughest
2: to guard. Art. Really? Okay. Over yeah, or Steph? Yeah, Because. Z- yeah. Steph, Steph doesn't really like do. He doesn't. He does move, but he has a lot of screens set for him. So you gotta, you gotta avoid screens. Got it, got it. So you're, you're trying to avoid people instead of avoiding the ball. And Kyrie takes you one on one. Yeah. Yeah, he's one on one all the time. Got it, got it. Cool,
1: awesome. Yep. All right, dude. I think I think we took a lot of your time, and you know, uh, you were very, very patient with all our technical stuff uh so really thanks yeah,
0: thank you so much man thanks for oh, thanks for good. your patience
1: uh you know i hope you had a good time i mean we tried our best to 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 live up to sean's uh you know uh,
2: words and uh sean's build-up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but no nah, thank you guys appreciate you guys having me on thanks man cool. all right thank right, you guys appreciate care. it all right thanks. bye-bye all right bye-bye, bye-bye.